I like that what? bumper music. Who composed yeah. that? Well, there you go. It all happens very fast, David. <laughs> Good job, Tom. Thanks a lot, David. That spinning thing in the corner is just driving me crazy. I love yeah. it. Uh, it's nice to have you back. The production values back with David Van joining me once again on 3D Politics every Monday night here on Facebook, Facebook Live. And I got to tell you, we've got breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. We we've kept you waiting all evening long. This is news from the state of Oklahoma, Sooner Politics. Yeah. From today, Governor Stitt faces strong opposition on shutdown orders. Today, Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt made multiple orders which have questionable legal standing. His executive order to state employees at agency offices is not the most controversial is not the most controversial of actions. Representative Sean Roberts, chairman of the House Public Health Committee, said he's not aware, this is Sean Roberts, is not aware of any statutory or constitutional authority for the governor to make these orders without declaring a state of public health emergency. What's yeah. it all about, David? Well, yeah, and, and I, I want to give a plug uh, to, to Sean stepping up here. Sean's been a strong ally of, of Governor Stitt, but I asked him point, point blank directly this afternoon. I said, does he have the authority to do that? And Sean said, you know, not that I'm aware of because uh, the, the civil rights attorney, Frank Urbanic, uh, exposed last spring what the governor was doing and technically secretly trying to do it so underhandedly and quietly governor stitt was declaring oklahoma to be in a state of civil unrest in a state of, of riot in order for him to declare these powers to himself in his office and once frank urbanic exposed that within 24 hours governor stitt switched it to what it belonged as is a public health emergency. Okay, let me let me read this because uh, I'm already dizzy on it. This is breaking news. We're mm -hmm. getting this off the wire right now. Civil rights attorney Frank Urbanic said, it seems the governor is attempting the same unco unconstitutional action under a riot control act that he exposed last March. And that's what you're talking about. Last yeah, I'm March. I'm sorry, I got ahead of you. Well, last no, I, you just moved so quickly through it, and I and I want to slow down and talk about it a little bit. Last March, the governor did a thing, and it was uh, overreaching his powers. And this uh, civil rights attorney, Frank Urbanic, uh, pointed it out. That uh, is, this, am I right so far? That is correct. And, and it was, uh, yeah. And and that is, the governor was acting under the Riot Control Act. And the problem here is that he had never, is it, is it that he, that the governor had never uh, said we were in a riot or was that he said we were in a riot? He said we are in a riot and we weren't. This was even before the George Floyd death. There was nothing going on causing any kind of civil unrest. Nothing. Wow. And yes. so, so he had to switch it over to a, a state of public health emergency. Right, which doesn't give the governor any powers at all. It gives our top public health official in our state, which would typically be the commissioner of, of uh, the health department. <laughs> Sad thing is we don't have a commissioner of our health department because the governor screwed that up too. He tried to put a guy in there who didn't meet the statutory requirements to hold that office. And when the Senate called him out on it, then, you know, they said, we're not going to approve him. The, the, the law is clear. He's not qualified. 
he, he, the guy he was trying to put in didn't have a master's degree level in, you know, one of the public health fields. And so now the governor went back to appointing another interim health director and that's our uh, commissioner of health. And that's who we're going to have to go with. Somebody who the Senate has not approved, just somebody the governor tapped. Man, my, my, my favorite band, their last two songs have just they sucked. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, um, now, can I go over the way it happened last April? And this happened correctly. Okay. What happened is when Frank Urbanic published his finding, he said, hey, our governor is actually usurping authority under false pretenses here. The governor moved fast. He said, okay, calling the health emergency and notifying the, the legislature, the Speaker of the House and the Senate president, that you've got 48 hours to convene in special session. Now, they were already in regular session, but for this, they have to do a special session. This is and, if, if Stitt wants it to be a health emergency, he has to follow if, these guidelines. Yes. If okay. he wants to follow the law, he's <laughs> oh, got to do this. Okay. And within 48 hours, they have to convene at 8 a.m. It even tells what hour they convene. Wow. And they have to deliberate on, are they going to give him a maximum of 30 days of special powers, but it comes with it an oversight legislative committee that at any time watching what he's doing, they have to be fully transparent to this oversight committee. That committee can go back to legislature and say, hey, he's doing things with his powers that are not what we intended. And we don't think it has anything to do with addressing this emergency. It could be ineptness or it could just be abuse. And right. the legislature at any time in those 30 days can yank those powers. And I want to go one further. After those 30 days was up or as we were nearing them, the majority leader, John Eccles, said, I don't know if he's going to ask for another 30 days, but I don't think we're going to give it to him. So that was last May. So that's kind of where the standing is. And since then, things have very much soured between the legislative leadership and the governor's office. Remember, they overrode his veto of the budget for this year. That's pretty scorched earth. I mean, it's, it's pretty bad right now. It's always, I mean, at, at some point, I guess I have been fooled into thinking that Stitt is protecting our individual liberty somehow, or is he just tight roping? I'm telling you, this seems inconsistent with all the best things I've seen out of Governor Stitt. Okay, Stitt. that makes sense. This is just really weird. And again, I talked to uh, the mayor of Newkirk today, Brian Hobbs. He's been on our show before. And I talked to uh, the state representative, uh, Sean Roberts, chairman of the House Public Health Committee. If anybody should be involved, he should. And he's been a staunch supporter of the governor, as has Mayor Hobbs. And they're both furious about this. Wow. So Stitt is really putting a lot of his political capital on the line here for something that is asinine. The fix he's, he's declaring, shutting down all restaurants by 11 p.m. every night, is contrary to good strategy for social distancing. And why is that, David? Well, you know... <laughs> If I want to be safe going to a restaurant, I'm not going to go during rush hour. I'm not going to go when the place is packed. 
If yeah, if you want to avoid people, you're not going to go yeah. when it's the busiest time. You know, if it's a Monday night and I'm, you know, doing a late night webcast show with my buddies and we want to go down to the Brook restaurant, you know, you wait until the rush is over. And right. then you've got a little bit better, healthier environment where you don't have somebody coughing over your shoulder, you know, or hacking away in the booth next to you. But by closing down at 11, anybody who's going to try to grab a bite, they're going to say, we need to get, hurry up, get to the restaurant before they have to close. Well, yeah, if you've got X amount of customers that are coming in at any one given night and you limit the number of hours they're coming in, you've condensed the number of people who will be together exactly. at any one given time. Social distancing requires us to spread out more. Tom, I'll use an example. Have you gone to Walmart over the summer or fall? You uh, notice how they well. shut... Okay, they shut down uh, at least one of their entrances. Sometimes they shut oh. down four or five. You right. can't go in the auto automotive department. You can't go in at the lawn and garden or right. even on, you know, the, you go to the side where the groceries are. And then you have to leave that side. Okay, so last time I went there, I had I couldn't go out where my car was parked. I had to go all the way around and then they're checking every receipt. So I'm standing in the line and a guy's got, you know, ragweed hay fever and he's sneezing up a storm over my shoulder. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, you think you're actually protecting our health? You're making it worse, Walmart. So what I'm saying right. is not every idea that comes out of government or even out of the business community is a smart idea and no, i think I'm... the government's this particular order is stupid on its face not to mention unconstitutional unstatutory so my my guess is that you know i'm sure being governor there are pressures that are applied to you that aren't necessarily publicly known and i'm not speaking nefarious or conspiracy theory i'm just saying that when you're when you when you are in a position of control or power there are there are pressures on you not necessarily even from external you have yeah. the feeling of pressure to do or not do things and yeah. so there's got to be a certain amount of pressure on him to say okay look i'm gonna encourage these guys i mean he was begging us to wear a mask without forcing me to that was what i like it was like well mm -hmm. Because I could tell they were just breaking his arm to say uncle. And he was like, look, I'm not going to, you know, treat them like children, yeah. but I'll I mean, tell Tom, them what they should do. Yeah, I'm going to expand on that because to me, the way the mask issue is being handled is they're actually creating uh, unintended additional uh, dangers. When yeah. I went to vote, uh, you know, I'm in there and uh, getting ready to go out. A lady standing at the doorway. It's only a three foot wide doorway at the church lobby. And she's standing there. And I'm get a I get about eight feet away. And I said, Excuse me, ma'am, I need to get out. And she said, Well, I'm just waiting for my husband to finish voting, thinking, you know, I'll just scoot over and you can stand by me. I said, I'd like you to clear enough pass <laughs> for us to socially distance. Well, she said, Well, I'm wearing a mask. The oh. mask is only for when you can't social distance. And people are thinking that because they're wearing a mask, they don't have to socially distance. So now we're all deputized and it's like a badge if you wear a mask. My God, this is ridiculous, man. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. It's virtue signaling. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know, and, and, 
Clay Clark was making the point. There's all these series of uh, maladies and side effects that come with the mask. Dr. Oh, yeah. Man, talking yeah. about all the lesions, et cetera. I mean, it's not like the masks are an end all. I don't know why she swallowed the fly. I think she'll die. That's what I think. <laughs> hey, listen, I've developed a th- what, you know, babies gets called thrush. It's a don't yeast tell infection. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Here, uh, I'll get you close to the camera. Maybe you'll catch yeah, it. You know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but. Anyway, in the problem is a warm, moist, and dark area is where yeast infections on your skin will grow. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so, you know, other people having problems with staph infections, boils, uh, acne, I mean, just all kinds of, you know, problems. Fungus. Yeah, the acne is a so, thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'll wear a mask for a short period of time. Okay, if I have to, if it's a situation where I can't distance, but my thing is where I'm able to distance, that is my prime practice of protecting public health. It's just keep my distance. Well, right. And and the thing that I find amazingly irrational is the people that are pro-mask, the pro-mask mandate. Uh, when, when I simply don't want to agree with them and say, look, I don't necessarily want to wear a mask, they, their attitude is, I'm not taking the disease seriously. And I'm like, oh, what? Yeah. how come just because I don't agree with you, I'm somehow ridiculously off the mark and right. not, not taking it seriously. Yeah. I'm damn serious. I wash my hands like I always have, you know? Right. And the point there, Tom, being just because I don't agree with your strategy doesn't mean I don't share your values. There you go. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And, and now this is going to be a real problem. Last year, remember when uh, President Trump said, hey, we're going to have to do this. Hopefully it won't take long. But he got with Congress and said, let's get some relief because we are shutting down people's livelihoods here. And, you know, there's a Fifth Amendment issue there, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. that says you don't take something from somebody without proper compensation. And I believe that applies to take away a person's means of earning a living. So when the government does something like that, I felt it in, in one sense, it made it made some rational sense, you know, to give back something. OK, that doesn't mean I was in favor of it, but it mitigated the, the difficulty. on Right. It. So now Governor Stitt is doing this, singling out the restaurant and, and tavern industry. They're going to get the brunt of this. You know how badly they're hurting. In order for them to open, they had to convince their local health department that they've spread out all their booths and tables. And now where your restaurant, you're paying the same mortgage on the place. You're paying a lot of the same fixed costs. But now you can only serve half the customers at a time. Don't tell me that doesn't hurt your bottom line. Yeah, so they're already, they're already suffering that. And uh, now we're going to limit their hours. It's Sorry. a, it's a, yeah, no, no, you're right. You're, you're fired. You're, you're setting me off. You're new. This is from the story on Sooner Politics. Yeah. Uh, uh, David Van, new Kirk Mayor Brian Hobbs uh, from the Sooner Pick Politics story. Brian Hobbs, new Kirk Mayor, said his business community is suffering from the drop in sales tax co- collections, but he's even more concerned for the good people who own the businesses who will be devastated by another shutdown. That is, yeah, I thought these cities wanted taxes, you know, <laughs> so, yes. and they do. They need taxes to survive. And uh, and yet um, uh, they're just crushing their they're shooting their own selves in the foot. Uh, I, I know of a, a lovely foster uh, parent couple 
who was helping this uh, uh, young lady get back on her feet. She has three kids, then plus twins after that. Well, she just got back yeah. on her feet and uh, was getting ready to start a job here just like maybe today. I think it might be. This is a very current story. But because the schools shut down, she had she had babysitters for the twins. But the three other kids are supposed to be in school. Yeah. So she's a, just got her kids back through foster parenting. Yeah, She's got a job to get stable, but they shut the schools down. Yeah. And so now she not necessarily, I don't know if she showed up to her first day of work or not, but if you don't, that's always a bad sign. I mean, that's it's just, a tough deal. they're, they're killing, they're just killing us in the idea that it's going to save us. And what we know is the rich and the famous and those, uh, what we call, uh, what do we call them? Um, essential people, they'll have yeah. their parties. They're going to have their parties. They'll have their masks and well, the socialism that we paid for only gets us uh, uh, rationing of uh, the things. Yeah, we and, and Tom, I'm going to tell on you. I've gone out to, with you afterwards for a burger and a beer, you know, and and uh, you make yes, those sir. ladies. Uh, and it's usually ladies. I don't mean that guys don't, but you make them earn it. You're you're what? a light guy, you know. But what you do know, I do? <laughs> I just ordered the special. You've got all these little things. Oh yeah, I'm extra. going. I'm corking you know, like a little a girl, extra yeah. parmesan on that. Please. I've got a problem. And you always yeah. got a nice smile and a wink, and you're yeah. really sweet to him. But you get your way. I know. But there's always a snidness. You know yeah. My point is, people who work in the restaurant industry and in the tavern industry earn their pay. Those are not easy jobs. Right. And 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 not, I'm not just talking physically. Yeah, they're on their feet on concrete. But by God, the people skills you need, not everybody can do that. It's a calling. You got to like oh, yeah. it. You're there and, all the time. And, you got to deal with people. Ugh, you know. And, I, and I'm telling you, they need some kind of support here. And what we're doing is killing them. Well, I'm telling you, we lo I personally think we lost this battle at the pulpit. When they said you can't go to church on Easter and nothing happened, they know they got us in the palm of their hands. They're going to crush us, well, man. There's Listen, too many sheep out there. Yeah. I really don't think Stitt is is the evil mastermind. I think Stitt just bent to some pressure he shouldn't have. I really think. I, I mean, yeah, Governor I think it's a Stitt, rock and a hard spot. Yeah, yeah. Governor Stitt, you, you messed up on this. You did. And you just need to back away a little bit and work with the legislature. I know things are tough and some of it's your fault and some of it's not. But you've got to fix this thing and you got to work things out with the legislature. We can't go into another session, have it be like the last one. But I think we need some partnership between our legislative leaders and our governor. And we got to come up with something that's going to work. And we got to fund it. And we can't leave anybody behind. Yeah. You're going to shut down businesses. The government has a responsibility constitutionally to take care of them. Yeah, they're going to have to set up some boundaries uh, and say, look, uh, you go here if you want a mask, you go here if you don't, and yeah. hands off, get the government the hell out and let the people go. See, we're not being allowed to freely uh, assemble. We're, we're, we're being denied the mm -hmm. opportunity to freely assemble. And I don't know why that's not just directly confronted with a constitutional uh -huh. argument. Well, no, Antifa's not been banned from meeting together. They still get to meet. Antifa has not been restricted. But their food so, is horrible. <laughs> I know. But, and then the last point I want to get at on this, Frank Urbanic, I reached out to him. He's a civil rights attorney, sharp legal mind out of Oklahoma right. City. He has private practice. 
he said, yeah, he says, phone's already been ringing here. People want him to represent him in lawsuits. So yeah. I'm not going to mention who they are or what <laughs> the nature of it is, but they're, they're, I mean, the field is rich, target rich with ways to go after our governor particularly. And I'm sorry, but it's going to go after our state. The best thing our legislature can do to protect our state is to exercise its authority, call a press conference tomorrow morning and saying, until we get notice from the governor that there is a health emergency and he's asking us for health emergency declaration, then we're going to ignore this and we're going to tell the people of Oklahoma to ignore what the governor's calling for. That's okay. what I would say. Okay. Because what you're saying, so a challenger to the governor Absolutely. should step up and say the governor should be asking for this. Yeah, and then, and, and, and then and set themselves think, up for a run in twenty. Yeah, and I don't think the legislature should take him to court. There's already people going to take our governor to court, and it's going to cost us. And our governor yeah. is costing us money by this foolish decision. And he did it. I mean, it totally shocked everybody. Here it is, Monday. Bam. Well, who the heck's he been talking to this weekend? Certainly hasn't been you or me. You know, we well, got to figure out sure. what's going on. So, so yeah, we got some real that's issues. A, that's to a great there. story that you brought us uh, to 3D Politics from Sooner Politics. Oh, you can go good. find that. Governor Stitt faces strong opposition on shutdown orders uh, today, uh, yeah. 11 16 2020 at SoonerPolitics.org. Yeah, it's our lead story, front page, SoonerPolitics.org. So. Yeah, that's bringing us. So I know with this new uh, uh, mask mandate, I've only got one other thing to add before we get out of here. Uh, if everybody else is going to have a dictate, you know, like you get a dictate that I have a wear a mask or whatever it is. And it's not only just it's not just you got to wear a mask. It's a certain kind of mask and the way you got to wear it. Oh, and yeah. it's just there's all sorts of rules. Uh, but I've decided to have my own personal mandate. And it's it, I have a I have a dictate that says you have to remind me of your dictate, and I don't. My job is to remember my dictate, and my dictate is you always have to remind me of your dictate. So if I walk into your store without a mask, you'll have to say, "Hey, need a mask?" And I'll go, "Oh, thanks for reminding me." Sure. And if I walk back out to the car and come back in, you'll have to remind me again because it's not my business to remember your dictate. It's my business to remember my dictate. And if everybody would use this theory, mm -hmm. we'd spend a lot of time. You know, and I'm not going to be reminded by a plebe counter checker. I need yeah. your manager to remind me to wear my mask because <laughs> I have a mandate. And my mandate is you got to remind me of what your mandate is. I, I do want to say, Tom, yes, if sir. I could. I had an incident happen at the Tulsa Public Library downtown. I want to share with you. Okay, please um, do. Now, as you know, I believe that the mask works as a muffler. It, it has some effect, much like sneezing in your shirt sleeve, right? Okay. It's a muffler. And I think we can all agree it at least does that. Uh, so I went to the library. And again, the skin condition, this, you know, yeast uh, infection. I wore a shield. It's a full face shield. I wear ball cap and it comes down and it's, you know, so if I sneeze, it's like, bam, right there. You know, I can see all the particles, you know, and they stay with me. Well, I go into the library and after about 10 minutes and I'm social distancing and an old lady comes up and she gets real close to me and I say, excuse me, I'd like my social distance, you know, and she's, well, I'm wearing a mask. And I said, I understand that's secondary. Social distancing is our primary strategy in this state. 
And then all of a sudden, the security for the downtown library comes up to me and said, excuse me, sir, we didn't stop you and come in. I had to check with my supervisors, but what you're wearing does not qualify. We need you to wear one of these blue paper masks. And I said, okay, you understand that doesn't stop the particles nearly as good as this pl plastic shield, this acrylic shield. Well, we don't know what that is. And we just know that this is what we're requiring of everybody. And I said, well, I said, the problem with that is it creates a dark, warm, moist deal. And I've got this, you know, thrush, this yeast infection here, and I'm taking medication for it. And, you know, I was told by my doctor, be sure that you don't cover up. It needs sunlight. Sunlight actually helps kill it. And they said, well, look, you know, we've got our orders and we're going to follow them. You either need to wear this or leave. And so I left. You know, so I'm denied access to a service that I've been paying taxes for over 40 years for right, right. because they're too stupid to understand that the best PPE in the hospital, they wear the same acrylic shields. Because it's arbitrary enforcement of law. Now every little uh, colloquial Nazi is going to come out and say, oh, not that mask, right. not that way, not yes. like that. Right. Tom, the optimal word is conformity. They want you to conform period. Yeah, that's the bottom line. That's uh, the bottom thank line. you for letting me share that little. Hey, no, story. I appreciate you breaking yeah. that story with us. And uh, it's, mm -hmm. it's uh, the political progressivism is like uh, the leaven in the bread of the Pharisees. Yeah. Uh, once again, David Van coming back to 3D politics with a fine breaking scoop. Uh, every Monday night, Tommy McKay here on 3D Politics, your verbal Viking. We're going to hopefully have David Oldham back again next week. And Van, I hope you'll be able to join us. I know this is your busy time of year doing all yep. your stuff, but uh, uh, we know back. we expected you back in December, but you came back early to bring us this great scoop. We're glad you did. Once again, thanks also to Dr. Willie J. Montague out there in Florida for uh, teaching us about what's going on. He does just great work out there. And uh, so anyway, here we go once again. Van, I'm going to send you out. I appreciate you being here, and we will see you next time. Uh, I can't take you out. <laughs> all right, folks, I'm going to uh, take us all out. Here we go. Uh, we'll see you guys next time.